Let's open up our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10, the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10. And yes, Pastor Dave's off tonight. Ariel and Pastor just had their baby, so congratulations to the Quan family. Amen. God is so good, so good that you got me tonight. Amen. Amen. You got me tonight, and Pastor Dave was like, hey, bro, just chill out, okay? I was like, all right, I got it, bro. I got it. So if I get a little crazy, just, hey, forgive me, you know? But uh, hello and welcome. Welcome to Calvary Chapel North Shore midweek service, and I say this every single time I get to share the word or teach the word or preach the word, I say this, that you could be anywhere on this Wednesday night, but you chose to be here with us. Where it's all about Jesus, it's all about making disciples, true disciples. And these last few weeks, we've been looking at Luke chapter 10, and as Pastor Dave said last week, the Lord gives us three pictures. Three pictures for us as his people. Number one is this, like the 70 sent out. We're sent out to bear witness to who Jesus is, ambassadors, if you will. Some of us like to use the word soldiers, soldiers for Christ, as 2 Timothy says. In Austin's prayer on Sunday, missionaries, he said, we are to go before the Lord, if you will. And if you belong to the Lord, you have something to do, a call to action. But we've got to be available. And I guess that's the question for us tonight, is are you available? Because if you're willing, God's willing. And all he cares about is souls. Reaching the world with his love. And God would like to work through you and your life to reach the lost. Because we all know, we hear it all the time, that Jesus is coming soon. We're closer now than we were yesterday. So like this left 70 sent out, we're sent out. Secondly is this, that we have a message to bring. A message to bring. Pastor Steve says it week after week after week after week. After week. <laughs> See it? <laughs> after week. He says it week after week after week after week. And I remember coming through the ministry of U-Turn for Christ, like these men up here in the front row. We had a pastor that would come and share, and every time he taught, he would teach on Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. And being the knucklehead I am, I asked him, why you only teach on Genesis 1? He said, when I see you got it, County, I'll move to Genesis 2. <laughs> and I never asked again. And maybe that's why Pastor Steve says the same thing. Week after week after week after week is to make sure that we got it. And this is what he says. You can't work your way to heaven. He says that every week. It's simple. He says there's a law, and the law is good, and the law is great. He says that every Sunday. He said it this past Sunday. But we can't keep it. What it's there for, it's there to, to convince us of what? That we need a Savior. And his name is Jesus. So we got to come to that place of personally realizing who Jesus is and preach him to others. And then tonight, these last five verses in this chapter, the Lord has one more thing for us to learn about our life in the world. And when it comes to God's preferences, he would prefer more than anything that you come and sit at his feet. Like what we're doing tonight. If there's one thing, one thing that he would desire from you, that would be it. God places greater value upon your fellowship than upon your service. And don't get it twisted, because serving is great, and it's an important lesson, but we can easily get it mixed up. 
replacing our fellowship with God by doing for God. And when we begin to serve the Lord out of love, then substitute your serving him for fellowship with him. And they're two different things. In Revelation chapter 2, writing to the, church, the Ephesian church, the Lord says this, I know your works, your toil, and your patience, endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be liars. I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary, but I have this one thing against you, that you have abandoned or left your first love. Exactly the same issue. The Ephesian church had it all. They had works, patience, discernment, perseverance, diligence. They hated sin. They exposed false, false teachers. They suffered for Jesus' name. They were holy and busy, committed. And the Lord looked at this church and said, hey, I have one problem. What is it, Lord? You've left your first love. The reason why you're doing what you're doing is no longer the reason you started. And tonight, we can learn from Martha. We can easily fall into it unaware, doing rather than sitting. Doing rather than sitting. And I think this message was for me. Because if you know me, the Lord blessed me abundantly. He blessed me so, so much. But with the blessings also came responsibility, a daily list. And sitting at the feet of Jesus was last on my list. When Pastor Dave gave me this message, I was like, bro, I keep thanking him. Because this whole last year, that's not something that wasn't first priority, was sitting at the feet of Jesus. I had to go do chicken in a barrel. And I had to do this, and I had to do that. I had to serve, and I had to make this, and I had to do that. All right. Sitting at the feet of Jesus was last on my list. So let's read the text. And before we read the text, I want to ask you this. Which one are you? Are you Mary or Martha? Do you sit at the feet of Jesus or are you serving him? And if you are serving him, is that service become a distraction? Devotion or distraction? Mary is devoted. Martha is distracted. Luke 10, short text, 38 through 42. If you got your Bibles, here it is. Short text. Verse 38 says this. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious about and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth, Father. Help us. Give us eyes and ears to see and hear what you have to tell us tonight, Father, so that we can start applying these things, that when people see us, they see Jesus in us. Help us to be more disciplined, Lord, to sit at the feet of Jesus. I just thank you so much for this time that's set apart that we can learn from you. Father, Empty me out, fill me up, not my words, but your words come forth. Continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Verse 38, 
It says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And I want us to recognize what Martha does. It says this, that Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. And I had to underline that. Not only about the hospitality, but how's the invitation? I believe Jesus wants to do things in your life, but he's looking for that invitation to come into your house, into your heart, and do what? Rearrange things. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do in 2024. I know we all got those resolutions. That's one thing he wants to do. He wants to come into your house, into your heart, and do what? Rearrange things. And the more invitations you give him, the more he'll do. How about this? How about tonight? We invite Jesus into every room of our home. Every room of our home. One of those private parties. You know what I'm talking about? A private party? Just like three plus a two-person party? You know, you know that song I'm talking about. Just a private party. Just for two. Jesus and you. Go ahead, Lord. Have your way. I give you permission. I give you permission, Lord, to check out the family room. The weight room. Renovate each space, Lord, the, bed, the bedroom, the bathroom, the office, the kitchen, the den, the whole house, even the TV room, Lord. Because for real, Lord, you know, uh, you know that Netflix? Ooh, what a killer. Several times already, I couldn't help myself, Lord. You know those nude scenes? Huh? You know those nude scenes I be talking about? Sometimes it even pops up on the phone. Lord, I confess, they keep popping up. And I can hear him saying this. Is that confession accompanied by cancellation? Can we cancel this subscription? Because I know these men in the front row right here, they don't even have phones. That's what it's all about. It's one of those things, they don't have phones. Why? Because it's a temptation. And many of us fall to it. Many of us in the church are, are, are struggling with that. These men don't have phones for a reason. It's not just to not call their mom. It's the distraction. And these things are distracting us. Can we cancel that subscription? If not, we better check the foundation. Because there might be a crack in the foundation. And we all know who the foundation is. That cornerstone. Right? Right? We've been coming Wednesday after Wednesday after Wednesday. That cornerstone, that foundation is Jesus. Lord, even that one closet, you know that one, Lord. We all got them. That one closet, Lord. The one I want to keep hidden. You know that one. But I know, Lord, nothing's hidden from you. Those hidden sins. In Psalms 32, it says this, for when I kept silent, I usually scream. I usually don't have this thing. The guys in the front row know. I'm yelling already. But it says this in Psalms 32, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. And I know if you're a believer and you're struggling with certain things, the Lord's hand's heavy upon you, Right? My strength, none, was dried up as by the heat of summer. Selah, lay down that burden. Let me, but let me tell you this, confession. I can confess to my boy, Pastor Dave, all day long. 
Dave, I'm struggling. Dave, I'm struggling. Dave, I'm struggling. That's easy. Confession is not repentance. We need to repent. Maybe I should say like this, the more genuine invitations you give him, the more he will do. In Revelation 3.20, it says this, Behold, what? I stand at the door and knock. Right? He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. And dining in their day was a picture of a fellowship. Right? Is Jesus knocking on the door tonight? Hello? Anyone home? Can I come in? Oh, you want me to come back tomorrow? Why are you looking so sad? Remember now, I'm a carpenter. I can fix things. But that's okay. I'll come back tomorrow. Do you, tonight, need to open up and let him, and let him in? Has he been put outside your life in one area or another? Put outside your home? Maybe it's time to open the door again. Jesus, come in. And he won't force his way into your life. But if you give him that invitation, he'll transform you and turn you into a child of God. And you'll become an entirely new person. That when people see you, they see Jesus in you. Amen? Amen. Verse 39, we just keep rolling. It's a short text. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Sitting at the feet of Jesus should be first priority. Jesus wants time with us. He wants our listening ears and our open hearts. He wants our honest selves. That's what he wants. Jesus wants all, us, all of us, a relationship. Psalms 37.4, and the guys in U-turn read Psalms every single day. It says this, delight yourselves in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I really believe that. I really, really believe that. If you delight yourselves in the Lord, make him first priority, it'll change you. You'll begin to have what? Godly desires. It's going to change you. That transformative power of God's word. Suddenly, you'll have that aha moment. You ever read God's word and you had that aha moment? Where you're like, you have to run back in and tell somebody. You know that aha, whoa, he spoke to me. That. You'll start to have desires. Godliness. You'll start to desire him. Desire things that please him. Is that something that we're doing when we go to work? Are we pleasing him? Or does our coworker doesn't even know that we're believers? Do they even know that we're believers? Because you're acting the same way I am acting. There's no difference in you. <sighs> I didn't know, for real. Reading Mary and Martha, a popular story. We all get it. We all read it but I didn't know it would hit me the way it hit me as I was studying it. This message was for me. But what I'd like you guys to do is taste and see. Just take a bite. Take a bite. Go ahead. 
It's good, I promise. God is so good. I promise. And that's what I loved about the ministry of U-Turn for Christ. These guys right here in the front row, every morning, first thing, you sit at the feet of Jesus. I don't care where you are, because there's U-Turns all across the country, and every single morning, first thing in the morning is that. You sit at the feet of Jesus. It's called Proverbs Pit. And that's the funnest part of the day. And I started to change. I used to love going to Proverbs Pit every single day, and I started to change. I started to become more Christ-like. Sitting at the feet of Jesus does what? It sets the tone for the whole day. I want you to try that. Try that in 2024. Try waking up, spending time with the Lord because it sets the tone for the whole day. But you got to come ready. Don't just lollygag and just think you're about to just do this and do that, sit at the edge of the seat and and do this. No, you got to come ready, eager, listening, wanting to learn. But it sets the tone for the whole day. Like I said, you got to come ready. Are we coming ready wanting to hear from the Lord? Wednesday, Sunday, Bible studies, there's all these things, but you got to come ready, like I said. But like Mary, you got to be ready to listen, ready to believe what Jesus taught, ready to accept A, and be excited to apply If you ain't excited to apply, man, something's happening between here and here. You got to have that childlike spirit, true discipleship, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And do you know that sitting at the feet of Jesus helps with that when we're filled with self-pity? Huh? Because I know we we can all fall into that self-pity. Did you know sitting at the feet of Jesus can help when we're easily annoyed? or frustrated, or anxious. Sitting at the feet of Jesus helps when we're worried. It says that in verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And straight up, the Lord doesn't care if the olives are shaped in a flower shape on the vegetable platter on Sunday. He really doesn't. He doesn't care if the olives are shaped in a flower shape on Sunday. He doesn't care if the tomatoes are in a straight line or if the cups are in uniform. He doesn't care. He wants you to get back in here and listen to what Pastor Steve has to say. Hurry up and do what you do and get right over here when church starts. Not out there being busy about nothing. That's not doing nothing. Sitting at the feet of Jesus is where we want to be. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. How's that self-pity? Like we're the only ones working. I could fall into it. I'm doing this and this and that and this and that. Nobody cares about that. And we better start examining ourselves. And I want to ask this. When was the last time when we truly, 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 really, really sat at the Lord's feet? I think that should be top priority. In 2024, sitting at the Lord's feet, 41, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. 
Father, I ask that you just be with us as we go out. Help us to be true disciples that sit at your feet, want to hear from you, want to learn from you, and start applying these things. Lord, I thank you for being with me as I'm up here. Father, just be with us tonight as we go to bed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.